hi. God, welcome back. That was so <laughs> melancholy. Yeah, Chris is mad at me, so now the rest <laughs> of my night is destroyed and ruined. I thought we were having a sleepover. Yeah. I have whiskey and beer. <laughs> it's a Sunday night. I can make something together. Excuse me. <laughs> it's a Sunday night like you care. If I have to go to work in the morning? <laughs> what? I feel like you're looking at, is there something in my teeth? No, you said in the morning. <laughs> but like, I'm looking at your nose Because ring. I got distracted because you kept staring at my mouth like there's something in it. No. No. Anyway. Wow. <laughs> can we start over? <laughs> this is terrible. No. Oh, fuck. I think... Um, I didn't sleep last night, so. You think you didn't sleep or you know you didn't sleep? I know I did. I was going to say something else and then I forgot what I was going to say. So I just transitioned into a new sentence. I, I know I did not sleep last night. I slept last night. Jelly. And then I slept until like 10. I also didn't. I was having really, really, really vivid dreams. And so like I kept getting up every like fucking two, three hours checking my phone. Woof. <laughs> 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 Because in my dream, which I probably shouldn't go into too much detail, but in my dream, somebody was calling me repeatedly. So I kept like waking up and checking to see if they were actually calling or if I was dreaming. Oh, I was dreaming, unfortunately, because I kept waking up. I wish I would have just fucking slept through it all. (laughs) Have you been other than not sleeping last night? Not good. I'm pretty sure I'm like 30 seconds away from a breakdown. So if I randomly start fucking crying... My apologies. <laughs> not on my watch, bestie. <laughs> Dude, we, so Em and I got together the other day after not having seen each other for like a fucking week because we're terrible friends now. And that's just what we do. And we realize we're less depressy messy when we're together. Mm-hmm. Because we're soulmates. Duh. <laughs> no, I just am a hot mess express this week. It's been a rough one. How are you? But you know what tonight is? If you say a full moon, I might fucking howl. It is. It's a full moon. Go out. Fucking put some water out. Charge your crystals. All the goods. All All the the goods. goods. Make Mm. some manifestations. Set your intentions. Well, and I think... In fact, actually, this moon is set in Libra, and it is, like, the perfect time to release the things that are no longer serving you. Because this is the first um, moon. <laughs> this is the first out of four super moons this year. And this is the first full moon of the spring season. Great. So it's going to be a big one. Good. It'll be what you make it to be. Oh, fuck. So you that. better cheer your little happy self up. Bitch. Bitch. (laughs) Bitch. No, my mom was actually saying something about that, about how, like, this moon is so intense because it, like, you are supposed to be, it's supposed to be clearing room for you to let go of the things that don't serve you any purpose anymore. Hmm, That's what I just said. I'm fucking working on the rest of my sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, like, you're going to have to let go of people. And that was the big thing is, like, letting go of people and things that are standing in your way of your best possible self. So I guess I'm just, you know, aligned with my moon right now. So there's that. Take advantage of it. Fuck. Fine. Anyway, how are you? Good. 
Liar. Jesus. <laughs> I'm surviving. Fucking fair. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've become really bad friends. Like we used to see each other. (laughs) Why would you say that? (laughs) Because we used to see each other every day and now I see you like once, maybe twice a week. Because you're always fucking busy. I know. Welcome to my fucking life. I try. It might. Sorry. (laughs) That's my brain hurt. I am. I'm really fucking full at work right now. And so all I do is go to work, go home, type fucking case notes. And treatment plans and assessments, and then I do homework, and then I fucking either mom or sleep, apparently. I come home and say I'm going to do homework, and then I don't. Then I'm pissed off at myself for the rest of the week because then I'm super behind on homework. Don't do that to yourself. We should just have, like, every Sunday, we should have a homework party all day, and then we should record the podcast. Okay. Just saying. Okay. Will we do that? Probably fucking not, but it's a good idea. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Okay. <laughs> Moving oh, on. What kind of? I know you went cuckoo bananas on social media this week. Really fucking proud of myself. I yeah. was feeling it. We got some cues. Oh, hold on, I have to find them. Shit. How did you? You literally <laughs> just were on them. Well, because like I didn't. <clears throat> I didn't, um, oh my god, oh my god, Uh! (laughs) Chelsea, fuck, oh my god, talk about something else, Emily, what else is on your fucking, huh, (laughs) wow, I, get on the Instagram and read the thing mom sent us while I fucking try to find, okay, oh my god, oh god, (laughs) such bad things are happening right now, so much anxiety, Fuck, which one was it? Which one did they ask? Jesus, oh my god. Your mom is sending me so many. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is chaotic. I have it, I have it. No more speaking. Okay. Okay, so we got two questions on TikTok. Two questions on the tiki-taki. Wow. Um, The first question says, what is the first step to getting over trauma? Step one, call a therapist. (laughs) Don't do it on your own. I don't think there is one cookie cutter answer to this. The first step to getting over trauma is acknowledging that something traumatizing has happened to you. Addressing it. Yeah. Well, I would say acknowledging. Mm -hmm. Because you can't really address something unless you acknowledge that it was traumatic. Mm -hmm. Because you can repress and shut down and ignore and fucking numb and self-sabotage and do all these other things. So I would say the first step would be to acknowledge it. And then fucking whatever you said. Mm-hmm. Next. Jeez. Okay. Mm-hmm. How did you get to the point of doing the podcast? It's a cute little story. Once upon <clears> a time, <throat> one hoe found another hoe. <laughs> Just kidding. You tell the story. It's cuter when you do it. <laughs> um. Okay. So we started working together. And then... Um, Chelsea swore up and down that she didn't want to be friends with me. And then I was like, I want to start a podcast. And you're like, wait, me too. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, my husband got us a banner with our podcast name on it. Do you remember that moment? Oh, shit. Like, as soon as you brought that to me, I was like, we really can't fucking back out now. Yeah. 
Like, we have to do it. Well, as soon as he told me he bought it for us, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Whatever. I bought us the microphone first, so. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's, I mean, that's, like, the most, like, the easiest way to answer that question is, like, we're like, let's make a podcast. And then we did. We we did. (laughs) Like, we legit fucking did. We just did it. (laughs) So here we are. Yeah. Um, Speaking of the podcast, since we never talk about plants. I went up to Davina's house today and planted things. Oh, how was that? Dirty. I was supposed to go. Yeah. I didn't. It was probably something I needed to do. Because in my, you know, when I get like this, I shut down. And then, like, I don't want to fucking be around anybody. And I do a really good job of isolating myself. So I went up there and we planted onions and strawberries and watermelon and cantaloupe and some little herby herbs. Mm. Mm-hmm. I made sure I planted some lavender and Davina Limited at home. <laughs> but yeah, so we just talked shit and <clears throat> potted some plants. But that was fun. Yeah. What else? You have something. I'm, I'm staring well, at your phone. Because, you know, we have that other question. And I don't remember if we answered this last week. I'm going to say no. Um, but there's a question that asks if you have blocked memories from childhood, should you pursue trying to uncover those memories or leave well enough alone? I feel like we answered that last week or we, I think we just had two very similar questions. Cause I remember answering the answer similar to it, but I don't think it was to that question. I don't know. Watch. We're going to re-listen to last week and be like, fuck, we just answered that same question. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. Essentially Emily and I had somewhat differing answers because I said yes. And I said not always. Yeah. So. There's your answer. <laughs> we suck this week. Jesus. I know. Okay. Fuck. Over to mom's corner. <laughs> um, did you know taking a few moments to pause and observe nature can improve your mood? Literally stopping and smelling the roses or noticing things like a bird, <clears throat> a houseplant, a dandelion in a sidewalk, or just the sun shining through the window can boost your happiness and well-being. I love that. So. I'm a big believer in that too. Well, it's kind of like mindfulness. Yeah. Like stop and notice all the small little things. Like I always notice when you get new little planty plants in here. Mm. (gasps) I got a fish. I heard. I didn't get a fish. I got Avery a fish. It's about the size of your fucking pinky toenail. (laughs) It's the smallest fucking fish I've ever seen in my life. She named it like baby girl fish something. (laughs) Okay. First thing she did was feed it. And I was like, it fucking can only eat one little tiny beta chip. Like it's so small. Um, your mom's thing reminded me of a TikTok I saw last week. That was like, um, the first step to opening up your heart or is to acknowledge, like feel your feelings. Like don't, don't listen to your thoughts so much, but feel your feelings. So if you're feeling really, really sad or you're really pissed off about something, like take a second and like let your heart feel that feeling, but don't think about the thoughts that come with it. Right. Just like feel it. And I've been trying to do that this week. How's that going? <laughs> there we are. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. And so I'm going to read this to you. It was sent to my personal Instagram by my fucking mom likes to attack me when I'm down like I'm down and she just gives me a couple of fucking rib shots <laughs> so she sent me a thing that said feeling the need to be busy all the time is a trauma response and fear-based distraction from what you'd be forced to acknowledge if you feel and feel if you slowed down 
Thanks, Mom. She's not wrong. I didn't say she was. Neither am I. She sent me that, and I looked at it, like, right as we were starting. I was like, cool. So. Your mom and I are tight. We I, I posted a picture of Post Malone on my story one time on Instagram. Uh-huh. And she swiped up on it, and she's like, fucking Post Malone, dude. He's my favorite, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Love you. And then I posted another story of him, like, a couple days later. And I was like, he's actually, she swiped up on it and said something again. I don't know. And I was like, he's actually my husband. Don't tell anybody, though. And she's like, I'll box you for him. I'm feeling froggy. <laughs> I was like, okay, Angie. And since then, she's just been on a Post Malone roll. She just sent me um, a video of him singing and then um, followed by a message that said, rumor has it he's doing a country album. Have you seen him in Keith Urban? <laughs> oh, my God. She's the cutest. She closed on her house. She'll be here April 23rd. I'm so excited. Um, too. I feel like I've never, like, I haven't lived at home since I was, like, 16 consistently. And this is the first time that I will be this close to my mom in a very, 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 very long time. Are you nervous for it? No, I'm excited. She made a joke about how I could move into, like, the little cabin that's on her property. And I was like, did you smoke crack this morning? Like, we would fucking kill each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, I love you. But I don't want to live next to you, let alone on your fucking property. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. You're correct. With your oh, my God. What? Nothing. I feel like I'm reading your mind, but now you're looking at me funny, so I'm not sure if I'm reading it correctly. I was just saying Chris and I could move into that little cabin. What were you thinking? That, okay. You were not thinking that, were you? <laughs> oh. Were you thinking that she was going to sell crack out of it or what? Maybe. I don't know. She's a little squirrely sometimes. <laughs> I'm feeling froggy. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Fucking froggy's going to hop and you don't know which where, where it's going to land. Okay. Do you have anything um, else? No. What do you mean by depressed shit? <laughs> <laughs> How we hate our lives and then we come together and we don't hate our lives oh. anymore. <laughs> okay. I did eat your last Tootsie Roll, so hopefully you or Chris don't kick me out for that. I don't think that either of us would have noticed. <laughs> Good. I ate it. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about narcissistic personality disorder today. Okay, real quick. If I, like, crack my neck a thousand times, please don't be offended. Dude, I won't be offended. My neck has been hurting, too, like, really bad. Yeah. I usually, like, so I can't tell if it's, like, if I slept on it wrong or if I'm going to get a migraine this next week. Because with my migraine, sometimes I get a stiff neck, like, days before. But it's, like, really stiff. And so I don't know if I, like, slept on it wrong or what I did. Could also be the fucking 8,000 hours I spent in the car this last weekend. But it's beside the point. Narcissistic personality disorder. <clears throat> so, um, I don't know. I have lots of, like, what it is. So, I guess I'll just go into that. So, it's a, a, a personality. So, there's lots of personality disorders. Um, a personality disorder just affects how a person feels and thinks and acts. Um, and a person who has narcissistic personality disorder, there's a high sense of self-importance that can mask a low self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, someone with NPD may have intense fluctuating emotions with an excessive concern with prestige, power, and personal adequacy. Cute. Okay. Um, I don't know. That just fell out of my mouth. Um, the thing with narcissistic personality disorder is it's super, super rare. So there's fewer than 200,000 cases diagnosed in the United States every year. It can't be cured. I mean, it treatment can help. It can help you manage it and understand it, but you, 
you can't cure it. Okay. I actually, I have um, a number here. Ooh. Okay. Give it to me. So NPD affects 6.2% uh, of the population. That sounds about right. But that's including 7.7% of males and 4.7% of females. Interesting. So yeah, it is pretty rare. Yeah. 6.2% of the population. Well, and you know me, I always like to point out when we look at statistics to remember it's only what's been reported. Right. So it's There's not. There's lots of like undiagnosed or misdiagnosed. Yeah. Not counting those who have not been diagnosed. Mm -hmm. um, so I have some symptoms. Is that what you're going into? Um, I have like kind of what it can look like. I have some symptoms. So you can just go into there and I'll just okay. piggyback on you. Okay. Um. I don't have a lot of them. So some common symptoms that people may experience if they're struggling with narcissistic personality disorder, um, a sense of grandiosity or being more important than they actually are. Um, callous and unemotional traits. So like an extreme lack of empathy, um, flat affect very often. They just don't have a huge emotional range. Disregard for others' feelings. Again, that lack of empathy. Um, an excessive need for admiration. So they constantly need to have people validating and admiring them and being kind of that center of attention sort of personality. So when I think narcissistic personality disorder, have you seen American Psycho? Mm -hmm. That's what I think of mm -hmm. is like that scene where he's like nailing the girl and he flexes and fucking like kisses his own bicep. Like that's very mm -hmm. stereotypical narcissist. That's all the symptoms I have. Um, I'm sure there's more, but those are like <clears> – <throat> The key symptoms that people would look for. So I have some key features, um, a need for admiration, a pattern of grand. Can you say this word for me? Where? Grandiosity. Grandiosity and a lack of empathy for other people. Um, I have a huge list here. So let me just kind of sweep through here. I'm craving attention and admiration, having a fragile self-esteem, feeling disappointed. What are they doing? Um, excuse me. Sorry, Dusty came and cuddled me real close. <laughs> <laughs> Having an excessive feeling of su superior, superior, <laughs> superiority. <laughs> superior, superiority, <laughs> superiority, superiority. Say it again. Superiority, exaggerating <laughs> intimacy with others. Um. Overestimating achievements, undervaluing um, the achievements of other people, um, believing in their uniqueness, having a sense of entitlement. Um, those are like the the not the positives, but like the the bright side of I don't know what I'm trying to say. Like the traits that they would view as being positive. Yeah, yeah. But then we come over to the other side where there's a large, there's a big sense of shame, humiliation, emptiness, when disappointed, unwillingness to try something um, for fear of defeat, difficulty maintaining relationships, a sense of alienation, high achievement due to overconfidence, but disrupted performance, um, suspiciousness, social withdrawal, and difficulty managing emotions. So that's the other side of that. The side that they that somebody with narcissistic personality disorder might view as more negative. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, something that I found was really interesting. So um, NPD gets its name from a Greek myth in which a hunter called Narcissus saw his reflection in a pool of water and he fell in love with it. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. 
I, huh. I thought that was cool. That is pretty cool. <laughs> you are spitting that's you, not that's like that's dirt. the second time you've spat on me <laughs> Did i spit on you i spit on chris earlier oh my god i don't know what's like, happening my mouth is like salivating i did not spit on your glasses you see this <laughs> dribble of spit on my glasses i'm like salivating a lot i don't know what's happening um anyway moving on jesus so with narcissistic personality disorder, just remember that you don't have to have all of the symptoms. It could be some, mm -hmm. it could be a lot of them. It could be just a few of them. Um, I don't have the DSM criteria sitting in front of me because my DSM is at home. Okay. So coming from someone who does spend their days diagnosing other people, um, since this is such a rare disorder, mm -hmm. how difficult would it be to diagnose very person personality disorders um because I, I believe that narcissistic personality disorder is a cluster b personality disorder mm -hmm. so they're very hard to diagnose and more importantly they're very easy to misdiagnose because it looks very similar to borderline personality disorder it right. looks very similar to trauma responses it looks very similar to anxiety sometimes um so just seeing some of these symptoms doesn't necessarily give us what we need to diagnose so it would be extremely difficult to diagnose somebody with narcissistic personality disorder. And even then, like people can have narcissistic traits and not meet the criteria for the diagnosis. So I just looked it up. Um, so they have to have five of the following. Um, a grandiose sense of self-importance, a preoccupation with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love a belief that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other people of high status, a need for excessive admiration, a sense of entitlement, interpersonally exploitive behavior, a lack of empathy, envy of others or a belief that others are envious of them, um, a demonstration of arrogance and haughty behaviors and attitude. So they have to have five out of those nine things consistently, not like just once, like, oh, I'm a fucking baller at I don't, I don't know, baseball or whatever, like solid. I'm going to be in the major leagues. Mm -hmm. That's not enough to say like, oh, you have a grandiose sense of importance. Like you have a self-inflated ego. Maybe you are fucking really good at baseball. Mm -hmm. So it's, it would be extremely difficult to diagnose, which is why I would assume it is so rare. rare. Mm -hmm. Cause you do, you have to rule out all the other things first before you can say like, oh yeah, this individual has narcissistic personality disorder. Hmm. So with that treatment, again, it can't be cured, right? So you can treat it, but it can't be cured. The biggest treatment would be therapy, group therapy, um, family therapy. Those are like the two biggest, I would say probably cognitive behavioral would be a good one for this particular personality disorder. Um, just because cognitive behavioral therapy is, um, kind of like acknowledging faulty cognitions and then changing behaviors by changing thought patterns. And so being able to identify like, okay, this thought pattern is a little riddled with narcissism. Right. Let's identify that and let's change that behavior outcome. Um, so it's, again, it's hard to diagnose and it's hard to treat. 
What are you looking up right now? I'm looking at the impact that this disorder or can have on um, relationships. Probably a huge impact. Because, yeah. This is, as, as you can imagine, it's, like, yeah. So this is actually something that I've been talking about in my own personal therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've asked the question, like, am I a narcissist? Mm-hmm. Like, am I a narcissist? And my therapist looked at me and she's like, Chelsea, a narcissist would not ask if they were a narcissist. And I was like, okay, but it's, it's valid to have these concerns because sometimes I do feel like a little bit ego-y. Like I do feel full of myself and confident sometimes. So there's a huge difference between confidence and narcissism. So knowing those lines and acknowledging that like, just because you feel good about yourself or you talk yourself up or you're your own personal cheerleader, that does not mean you have narcissistic traits. It means you're confident. Right. This is like that grandiose over the top. Nothing can ever be better than this person. I feel like I'm talking a lot. I'm just, I'm reading. Sorry. (laughs) I tried to, and you yelled at me. I did. Yeah. My bad. Um, people who often have, um, NPD have parents who also have narcissistic traits mm-hmm. who offered them a buildup, but no real substance. Interesting. Yeah. So like, you're great. You're great. You're great. You're great. So their, their parents wanted them to gr- be great so that they could be the parent of a great person or the best artist or the smartest student. And often people who have narcissistic traits were also neglected as their parents were so focused on themselves that they could not attend to their children's emotional needs. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It would make sense though. Cause I mean, if I, if I put myself in that situation as a mom, let's say I just constantly build up my kid. I'm like, you're so awesome. You're amazing. You're great at math. You're a fantastic math student. And I just build him up on math, but then I don't ever follow through with like English. Yeah. Like, all he's ever going to do is, like, I'm the best at everything, but I'm not, what do I do when he messes up? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So there's actually two types of um, narcissistic personality disorder. Do you know that? No. Okay. Tell me. So the first one is grandois. Is that how you say that? <laughs> no. <laughs> you said it, and I tried to say Grandiose. Grandiose. Grandois. Grandois. <laughs> grandois. So grandiose narcissists um, display high levels of you should you should do this one. I'll, you just I'll try the, it. Try it one more time. Grandiosity. Yeah. Aggression and dominance. They tend to be more confident and less sensitive. Um, they're often enlist enlist enlitus elitist. Elitist. Jesus Christ. What are the you? Fuck. Our thing is frozen. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh, thank God we're back. Had some tactical difficulties. (laughs) We've decided never to record at M's house ever again because it keeps fucking freezing. It froze and just not good things are happening. Okay, so they are elitists. Elitists. These grand narcissists. And they have no problem telling everyone how great they are. Usually grand doist (laughs) narcissists. You just said it like that, so... Oh, my... Whatever. <laughs> Grandiose narcissists were, tra- <laughs> were treated <laughs> as if they were superior in their childhood, and they move through life expecting this type of treatment to continue. 
Um, so in relationships, grandiose narcissists are more likely to openly engage <clears throat> in infidelity or leave their partners abruptly if they feel that they're not getting the special treatment that they're entitled to. You can do the vulnerable. Oh, jeez. Excuse me. Ew. <laughs> Ew says you? Like, <laughs> what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> you literally, when I got here, chugged your water. And then you're like, <laughs> I hate this episode. <laughs> We're deleting it. We just won't fucking post this week. Okay. Vulnerable narcissists. <laughs> Jesus, you passed it on. Uh, they're much more emotionally sensitive. Um, so Dr. Campbell on psychalive.org describes it as fragile grandiosity. So the narcissism serves as a facade protecting just deeper levels of inadequacy and competence. And they swing back and forth between feeling superior and inferior. So sometimes they might feel victimized or anxious if they're not treated as if they are special. So it usually develops in early childhood as a coping mechanism to deal with abuse or neglect. That's interesting. Hmm. So it's more of like a trauma response than it is actual narcissistic mm -hmm. personality. Which doesn't help the whole diagnosing thing either. Uh, yeah, probably makes it a thousand times more difficult. In relationships, vulnerable narcissists often worry about how their partners perceive them. So they can be possessive, jealous, and paranoid about their partners having flirtations or affairs. I wonder how much of this ties into gaslighting. Oh, a lot. Because I know, so one of the things that I, that I, I, I found something on gaslighting too. Which is silly. Not silly. That's not the word I meant. Just silly that we both found similar stuff. Um, so I have... Do we have the same thing? No, look at this blanket I found. This is not the time and place. I do like that blanket, though. It's a lot of money. I'm not going to look at the price tag. Just don't point it out. Fuck. What if I want to, like, anxiety there's, buy there's it? There's a website I found through TikTok called Strike Gently Co. And they have the cutest blankets. And, like, they're nice quality and stuff, too. Um, Anyways. Yeah. So Gaslighting. Oh, God. I'll um, send you the link. You can look at them later. Okay, thanks. <laughs> um, so one thing I found from Healthline was 10, 10 tips for dealing with a narcissistic personality. So the tips are accept them, break the spell, speak up, set <clears> boundaries, <throat> expect pushback from them. Remember the truth, find support, demand action, realize that they may need professional help, take care of you and move on. Um, so some of those I want to go more into, like break the spell. Um, so when you're struggling in a relationship with somebody who has a narcissistic personality, the, the attention seems to gravitate towards them. Individuals who have narcissistic traits are very good at kind of sucking the attention from the room. Um, and so that's, that's kind of just the way narcissistic personality disorder is designed. Whether it's negative or positive attention, they are going to reap benefits from gaining attention from other people. So you might find yourself buying into this tactic, constantly pushing aside your own needs to meet their needs because they're very good at making things seem like it should be this way. So if you're waiting for a break in their attention-seeking behavior, it may never happen. Um, so just making sure that you are kind of breaking the cycle and understanding that you matter too. So you have to kind of remind yourself of your strengths, desires, and goals. So you don't get sucked into that narcissistic personality. Um, I found some effects that gaslighters or people with narcissistic personality disorder, um, have on relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and this is from psychology today. It's Dr. Sarkis. Sure. 
I don't know why I checked. Like I would know. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, I know her. She's my friend. Um, so I, these are very common gaslighting things that I see. And these are also traits of people who have this disorder. So, um, I guess that can be a way that they connect, but they change your views. They change your view of people being generally good. Mm. They erode your trust in yourself, which is like the first thing of gaslighting is like, they make you think that you're crazy and you can't yeah. trust yourself. They erode your trust in other people. So manipulating partners by telling them how wonderful their exes were, blah, 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 those things. Like yeah. That. They hurt your relationship with friends. <laughs> they hurt your relationships with friends and family. Um, they make you not want to be in a relationship ever again. Yeah. Um, other things they could do is alienate your children from you. Um, make you forget who you are. Well, and so I think that's why this article on Healthline talks about setting boundaries. That's a, yeah, it's going to be a big part there. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times individuals who struggle with narcissistic personality disorder don't realize how self-absorbing, self-absorbed their behavior is. Um, so they might think that they're entitled to go where they want, do what they want, go through your personal stuff, go through your phone. They think they're, that they're entitled to these things because why would you ever tell them no? And then when you do go like, no, don't not do that. Then they're like, oh, why? What are you doing? Right. Yeah. Well, and so this they, is a normal thing. They may also give you unsolicited advice or take credit for the things you've done, pressure you to talk about things you don't want to talk about. Um, they cross a lot of your boundaries. And so it's really important whether it is indeed narcissistic personality traits or if it's gaslighting, you really have to set those boundaries and remain pretty strict on them and enforce them. Um, because a, this, an individual with this disorder is not going to see or validate your boundaries for you. Um, so here are some signs, uh, so that it goes into like signs of an abusive relationship with somebody with narcissistic personality disorder. So if you are experiencing things like constantly being called names or insulted, being patronized or humiliated, humiliated in public. Yelling or threatening, jealousy, accusations, um, being blamed for everything that goes wrong, having someone monitoring your movements or attempting to isolate you, telling you how you should really feel, um, or trying to negate what you say you feel and tell you that you don't actually feel that way, um, routinely projecting their shortcomings onto you, denying things that are obvious to you and attempting to gaslight you, trivializing you. Oh, why does that say that? I don't, I can't read that word. <laughs> Trivial, trivializing your needs. <laughs> when I took the screenshot, it says go to website and I can't fucking see the word that's behind it. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, that's all I have really on narcissistic personality disorder. And I think it's important to note too, that like, um, you're not a bad person if you have this disorder. It's, no. And no. I, I think the the big part, especially for this episode, but just for the general discussion of it, is if you're someone who knows someone or is involved with someone or um, has a relationship with someone with this disorder, it's more or less for you to understand why they do the things that they do. Yeah. Or how to cope with the things that they do or how you can help them or help yourself with the things that they do. Because... If you're in a relationship or you're involved with someone with this disorder, it can be exhausting. Exhausting. It can be exhausting. It can, yeah. 
So one thing I would encourage our listeners not to do is please don't go home and be like, you're a narcissist. <laughs> don't do that. Emily and Chelsea said. <laughs> and we listened to Mental Health Sucks and they said, you're a narcissist. But because, yeah. because seriously, like it just. Because just like any disorder, if you have anxiety or depression or maybe an eating disorder, it doesn't make you less of a person. It just means that there's different ways to approach you or. Yeah. Um, One way I describe having a mental health disorder to a lot of my younger clients is like when you're cooking, like let's say you're baking cookies and the mm -hmm. recipe doesn't call for cinnamon, but you just throw that extra cinnamon in. You're like, sometimes you just have an extra ingredient. It doesn't mean you're good or bad. It just means you've got a little splash of something extra in you. And it means you might come out a little bit differently than everybody else. Some people don't like cinnamon. Yeah. I just fucking don't live by the recipe. Anyway. Anyway. Moving on. I need to go eat some fucking food. We have leftover za that we're going to eat. I hate you. You went without me. I, bitch, I asked you. I even texted you, hey. Because <laughs> that was really descriptive. I said, hey. And yeah. then you texted me as soon as we pulled up. And you're like, hi. I was, I like, was driving. I was driving back from the bluff. That's our episode today, guys. <laughs> What's the quote? Oh, um, okay, so this is by Bo Taplin, um, and I, I don't know if it's a book or like a poem or what it is, but the title is The Glade of Self, and the quote is, I see now that the purpose of self-progress is not to pursue perfection, but to move closer to the truth of who we really are, to untangle our deepest fears and doubts and arrive in that tender, blissful place where we are free to be our purest, boundless selves. Love. Love, 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 love. That is all. Bye. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Um, yeah. So send any questions, comments, concerns. Do something <laughs> Do fun. Mental health sucks. Have a happy Easter since we won't talk to you until after Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Make sure you water yourself and your friends. Goodbye. Bye.